Stand up, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, Meryl is performing at the... Brian and Todd here. Hello. We're coming at you from my apartment in Vancouver. The 12th floor of a 25-story filing cabinet for people. There's nowhere to hide in this apartment. It's a small apartment. We've shunned Carly to the bedroom, and we're out in the kitchen. Did you lock her in yet? No, I didn't lock her in. <laughs> I'm trusting that she'll respect the podcast. Locker in, anyways. Shit, I don't think I can lock it from the out. Can I? No. We could. We could try. <laughs> Never get any. The unlocker from inside. I could prop a door up to it. You know what's happened here? I looked at. I looked at Todd's. Doodle book. I looked at. I looked at your doodle book, and then I got all inspired. But Todd's really good at doodling and and ideas, and then I started, trying to. Like, do bright stuff on this piece of paper now. Like, try to doodle as well. It's yeah, just yeah. like all the piece of paper is. Every stroke of the pen is just or like little notch of the pen here is just revealing that I can't do what you can do. So I'm gonna tear it up. But it's, it's still pretty cool. It's that okay? It's the lady's hair, and it, I don't know actually what it is now. That's far away. You've definitely got a certain vibe that I couldn't accomplish. Yeah, it is. It's truly my own. Like it's kind of like a like a dead cat tattoo on the on someone's ass. <laughs> yeah, it's charming because it's so shitty. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Are those referred to as tramp stamps? Is that what uh, like the top I, of? No, that's the the tattoo on the lower back. The lower the back. lower back tattoo. Where was the one you just said? That uh, is? a de- like a de- a tattoo of a dead cat a on dead on, cat. on an ass. Have you seen that before? Damien Wilson has that. Whoa! Yeah, fuck. That's his friend. Like, did that when when he was drunk, and it barely looks like a cat. 
That's a tattoo. It's not just like... That's a real tattoo. Has anyone figured out if it's just maybe some permanent ink? <laughs> he just he draws it in with pen. He just hasn't looked in a while. No, I look pretty legit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was Carly telling me? I'm gonna out you on something here. Carly <laughs> said to me something about how, uh, how everyone thinks that like you're really fucking crazy and like who thinks ev- this? Okay, everyone based off of maybe not anymore. But everyone thinks that you're really crazy because of all those videos that you and Joey put together. Yeah. Like the older ones that were just like massive mayhem. celebrations of life and, and color and like mayhem. And every shot was you just smiling or like performing for the camera. And t- Carly said that you went, you were about to go to Arizona and she had to phone before you guys went <laughs> and tell, tell, what was that guy, what's the guy that runs the shop there? James. James. James Johnson. James Johnson. Tell him that, like, just so you know, Todd's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> just to warn you, like, I don't want you to be disappointed. <laughs> like, I'm just, there's, you can cut that out if that <laughs> shamed you or something. No, I don't care. Yeah. That's pretty funny, because, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly a, a disappointing character. I don't feel like that, but I feel... <laughs> I have to warn you. I don't know. I even... Even if... I f- Sure, I found you guys charming in the movies, but I don't know if I could handle that, like, all the time. If I... But I'm not, I'm not usually the guy that when we go to the pop... Like, all the pop contests and all that stuff, I'm usually not, like, the party guy. So yeah. I guess if I was the party guy, I'd only want that version of Todd. The party guy. Yeah. But but really, do, do people like that exist where it's like a fucking 24-hour party? And they're just like doing... Steve Eisen. Like throwing mattresses out of hotel rooms every minute, chugging like whiskey from the bottle. Like there's just bitches and panties all over the place. Like every... Like it happens like once in a while, but it's... <laughs> not, come on. Even, even like the craziest rock stars. <coughs> Excuse me. Like, they didn't live like that. Man, do you think this guy actually sells any houses looking like that? That's a that's a business mullet. I bet he does. A business mullet. I bet the mustache helps his realty business. Um, you know what? I yes, I think there are some people like that. I think uh, there's Steve, really Steve. Stevie, there's no people like that. Stevie has no. transformed into. Uh, if he wasn't a rollerblader, he would be allowed to be part of the Jackass crew. I think, <laughs> you know, can you see Steve do that? Come on. A little bit, right? Steve could... Maybe. Based on from what I've witnessed, like, four years ago. Speaking of butt tattoos, <laughs> I saw... I think it was a butt tattoo. Steve had... I think you probably saw this then, too. He had Steve pictures on Facebook. Yeah. I think he was letting... Jordan or something, Jordan Coles maybe, like tattoo his ass. Really? Like with some horrible shit. I think I actually sorry if I don't really know if I looked at a close up of what the tattoo was, so maybe it was good and it was just, you know, how there's like bruising and ink everywhere. But (laughs) I've already So Jordan gave him this tattoo. Yeah. Maybe Jordan, I don't know. I just thinking of people Steve knows. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. You should look it up. I've been thinking about getting a tattoo. On your butt? Not on my butt. No. Where would you get a tattoo? 
like like on my arm, like a full sleeve. Fuck, that's a little much right away. Yeah, you know, like exactly. Was, yeah, I see, you can see that you're committed to it. Uh, full sleeve? <laughs> it doesn't matter what I'm going to say anyways. You're just going to... You have it in your head. All I can think of right now, too, is that... Um, Matt, who used to skate, Matt Augustin. Yep. Um, he used to be part of the Colony Crew, so we're still friends. <laughs> the Colony Crew. The Colony Crew. So Matt used to used to skate, right? And he told me he was going to get a sleeve as well. And I remember thinking his sleeve idea. It's it turned out all right, but I remember thinking like, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> he wanted to get um, the full battle scene. From the movie 300. <laughs> from the wrist up all the wow. way. Wow. And he did it. And, and he there did there. it. Yeah. Wow. He did it. But he, I think wow. it was called something different. It was like the battle of... It was like... I guess it's based off a real battle. Yeah. And it was... Is Matt Ledoux in it? <laughs> I think Matt he was Ledoux in was, movie. He's an extra on Matt's arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I'm thinking right now is... I know you want to, and my other friend, Sean, he got, uh, he didn't get his whole arm. He didn't get like, uh, the, what is it? The sleeve he got from his, uh, from his wrist to his elbow, all black. That's sick. The whole thing. It's like a bionic arm. Yeah. That's wicked. But I don't, I think it was because it was some sort of symbolism of his wife that, divorced him well i could pretend that i got divorced yeah this can't be it wouldn't be very cool if it was about celebrating anything <laughs> it should be about pain and anguish it's weird that a tattoo has to be about something i don't i don't want a tattoo to have any meaning at all why why, like, why does it have to have a meaning it's just a stupid thing that you're like permanently putting on your body i think the point of it is just to put some shit on your body and it's like embracing your freedom like oh this is like not what i'm supposed to do and it's gonna last forever and i'm gonna regret this and i know that i will but i'm just doing it anyway fuck you from the future so the deal with it the obvious question is what would you get a tattoo of what would i get i think something like like just a thick bar like a black bar you're looking unimpressed no i'm that. just wondering not anything rollerblade related blading I forget um, blading across your arm in the Mighty Ducks I don't face. know. You know, I'm only being partly serious about getting a tattoo. I know. Anyway. I've, al I've always thought that tattoos were not for me. Yeah? Yeah. I not, it could make me see it. I don't think the black strip is... It doesn't... <laughs> it's really boring. You know what yeah. it is? At least it's not... But I think something people... boring is, is good. Sure. Because sure, why I... does a tattoo have to be, like, badass? What is with people... There's going to be, like... How many listeners do we have? Seven? There's going to be like six of the seven I think listeners. we started with seven at the beginning and then people stopped listening to it. So it's, I think it's down to Joey. Okay, Joey. <laughs> Joey has this tattoo. He's going to be upset. But you know those tattoos? Fuck, I almost feel like I've seen this tattoo on Joey. Joey doesn't have tattoos. You sound like... No, he doesn't have tattoos. Okay. But you sound afraid to like offend someone. No, I'm not story, actually. I'm really... just kidding. But uh, it's better than getting a tattoo of either a jagged line, you know, like when people get like the jagged lines, but, and, or characters that mean something from their, from like their, uh, 
I guess their heritage or something, right? Or yeah. f- from not even their heritage? Yeah. Like, just because like it looks Japanese cool? Japanese lettering up their Chinese symbols? That means like their name and freedom or yeah. something and water. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, when did you, you don't care about any of this. You just want it to last longer before you look at it and decide it was a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think no matter what it is, you're going to get sick of it. Mm. Like, it's like, like, you don't, you know, if you're forced to look at the exact same thing for the rest of your life, you're not going to love it like you did the first time you saw it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, really? It's going to change. I think... (laughs) You're totally... No one even knows why we're laughing. Well, where we're looking at right now. Well, it was inadvertently a funny thing that I said. I hate the word podcast. Why? I hate because because it's like fucking Apple. <laughs> but I work for them. <laughs> it's like they've trademarked these audio recordings that people are are sharing. Yeah, well, it's I pretty think... brilliant of them. It's sort of like when people say, "Can you give me a band aid?" When it's just a plaster. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, or yeah. Kleenex. Kleenex is a brand. It's a brand, when, yeah. What is it? A tissue? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's like they've trademarked... It's never before it have, 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 has someone trademarked a medium. It's like, it's like painting being a brand. Mm-hmm. I, like, I guess rollerblading is a trademark. Like... Yeah. People could be upset that people call it rollerblading. It's not rollerblading. That's a brand name. Same I'm line. More I guess it's upset the same that shit. There's a brand name called rollerblading. You know, not that there's. I'm not upset. I wouldn't be the the company and upset that it's infringing on the company. I would be upset that the company's infringing on the sport or the the art form. <laughs> a little bit, but it's a great business model. I mean, you've basically secured your spot there. But the the reason I don't like the word podcast, I think it just, like, kind of... For me, it kind of gives, like, a preconception of what it should be. Because, you know, you think of podcasts, and then you think of podcasts that you've heard before, and you relate what you're doing to that. But you should really just think of it as, like, an audio recording. Very generic. You can do anything. We start fitting into uh, the, um, the parameters of a podcast because we've played music at the start of this podcast. We conformed to some of the podcast ideals. Well, and what we're doing, what we're doing right now is totally, we're, you know, we're recording a conversation, which is called a podcast. And podcasting has become the method for distributing, distributing that and for people to hear it. Does this podcast? Do we talk about rollerblades and stuff? I haven't, I've, I haven't listened in a while, so I'm wondering. Do we? St- yeah, we could still. We can. I don't. I don't. I don't. We don't. I don't have, limit it to anything. And why? And I don't ask that because we need to go to rollerblading. But I was writing down this question that was about rollerblading. Yeah. And I wondered, do I even need to write down a rollerblading question? Maybe it could just be a conversation, right? So you're like writing down your question mm. as we're talking. Mm. You sparked something, and then I wrote it down, and then listened to your next. Thing. What's the question? What were your first skates? 
Tarmacs. CEs. Chris, Chris Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. Me too. Nice. Oh, cheers. Pound, buddy. Yeah. What did you think of those grind plates that went along? Or the, the grind metal ones. Metal, though. That were bridge. The underneath. bridge of grind metal that wow. went under the skin. What do you think of that? That was some brilliant technology. Did you put a hole through those things? I did. I did too. Did, what were you grinding to put a hole through that? Like little curbs at taco time. Fuck, me too. Yeah, That's parking crazy lot. shit. I guess we started at the exact same time. In, uh, were you, was it 95? Yeah, it was 95. It was 95. Yeah. If this was like 10 years ago, I would have said, who do you think's better between us now? <laughs> <laughs> so what did the, the very beginning stages of your rollerblading look like? Like who did you go skating with? It wasn't even skating. It was, uh, I bought skates. I remember, um, I, I got rollerblades when they were first sort of coming out. I think that was around what, 89 and 90 sort of time. Oh, wow. Maybe something like that. Maybe it was like 1992 or three when I got my I think first. When they first came out, it was the eighties. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Well, I got them like maybe uh, probably about four years, maybe after that, I guess I didn't have them right away. And I remember I got uh, fitness blades like anyone else. And right away there was just like, um, there was no fear on them at all. It wasn't worried. You know how some people get on them and they're like trembling, trembling knees and, uh, and they're holding their arms out, trying to like, uh, you know, it's almost looks like they're trying to sit down in a chair that's not there. Yeah. And yeah. they and they have to keep their arms up for balance or something. Yeah. There was none of that right away when I put on rollerblades. I sort of almost ran in them, without sort of doing strides. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it and it felt real. I just wanted to go faster on them. Yeah. And then I think I was growing out of them and I saw another pair and I, wa I wanted and I got those. What's that chair? Oh, sorry, bud. And I, I got those and then I realized like, hey, I, just, I want to jump off things. Like it wasn't even a thought of any inspiration from anything. Yeah. I just knew I liked, it wasn't from skateboarding or from TV yet. Uh, I just liked to jump off the curves. And I think I could do like a 360 or a jump and do a 180 or something, right? Yeah. And I used to, this is funny, this is the reason I bought aggressive rollerblades right here. Okay, aggressive rollerblades, that's old school too. Yeah. The reason I bought aggressive rollerblades was because I told the guy at the store, I didn't know what the trick was called at the time, but I used to like um, fast planting off of the sides of curbs all the time. Like I put hmm. my the middle part of the frame between it and like jump off the off the curb. You know, like how yeah, people yeah. fast plant and jump now, like Colin Kelso or whatever, right? Yeah. And I said, "What rollerblades can handle that kind of abuse?" <laughs> and he showed me a pair of these aggressive skates, and I, and everything changed. They were those tarmac seeds. They were the tarmac seeds, and I remember getting them and just thinking like, and they were way slower and stuff, but. I didn't really even understand what why I would care or anything about that. Yeah, and I you remember didn't, you didn't criticize it too much. Like, no, yeah, I went to those shit the side of uh, like you know a regular sidewalk that you would never grind, like the shitty weathered sidewalk. And yeah. I remember pouring, um, not wax, but dripping, um, pour, dripping hot wax all over the side of it. Like what kind of hot wax? Like, uh, I think we melted candles down onto it, and it had a a thick layer like I didn't understand how waxed yeah, yeah, a ledge yeah. needed to be yeah yeah and then we got or like how do you wax a ledge I know I didn't know what it was yeah, right yeah and 
And I remember, and I looked it up online to see like what people did, how you wax sledges and stuff. And I remember, yeah. this is funny too. How I you got wax sledges. A, I my parent. My, I remember my mom. This is the interest she took in this the rollerblading thing at that time. She didn't approve of it because <laughs> I wanted to use an entire case of her Neutrogena soap <laughs> to wax up. <laughs> so I took it like you know that that sort of like. Uh, amber looking soap I yeah. just went to town on the same ledge and it barely moved and I, re I remember we used to see how much further we could get on front sides um, I didn't even know about back sides right it didn't seem to make any sense <laughs> and the uh, uh, last thing I'll say so you were going out by yourself all the time I was going out with uh, sorry and you asked that I, I guess I was going out with my friend Andrew at the time who okay. didn't know anything either about this yeah and the but, last thing I'll say is that I I didn't know about rollerblading really or like I didn't know what people did on them or anything yeah. yet but I remember turning on TSN and there was the X Games on and it was Halfpipe and I remember seeing Tom Fry doing oh, wow doing um, Halfpipe so this I, was like the first time you had seen roller, yes. the rollerblading yeah. quote unquote and I saw him like doing jumps and stuff I thought it was cool but he came down on one side towards the camera and slid get this on his soul of his rollerblade Whoa. and i was fucking blown away it was like one of those moments in your life that you just won't ever forget yeah i i, I no shit i was like what what you can do that and i ran downstairs to the closet with my rollerblades are and i flipped them around and looked at the soul and i'm like how did you? And I was trying to put it on the side of things, and yeah. and I went out in the pitch black that night with my friend Andrew to try to slide on our soles of our rollerblades. Whoa! And then everything just kind of moved from there. And there was daily breads, and there was Outline, and there was like the first real skate that I street skate that I had was like maybe the M12, the Majestic 12. Were those the ones you did you get those after the tarmac? Yeah, to M12s. And then I had fatty backyard bobs. Nice. K2 fatties. They, yeah. Those are broke. And ever, I remember everyone used to call those cheater rollerblades because yeah. you could just sit on backslides and royales without slipping out. I think they had like almost a moderately rubberish backslide plate. That's awesome, though. I used to be able to backslide so much better than I can now. Oh, yeah, me too. Back in the day, I could do like like 12 foot long, like balanced backslides oh, on flat ledges, like slow. So what like happened? Rocketed there? out. The technology changed. Oh, we were talking about that just for two seconds, and I wanted to keep talking about that. At uh, yeah. where was it? That park under the power lines, and then we we both walked over to the dirt jumps to watch Leon do that uh, the off road stuff, and then we yeah. just buzz killed each other about how bad life can be sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in the sun, yeah, <laughs> just talking about. I think I started it to be to be fair, but. What, yeah, you were saying about technology and about how, uh, yeah, sort of like what we were saying there, about technology and how it's uh, it's made skates uh, sort of better, but it's also made them. I think where it's I, totally changed the way tricks are. Yeah, it's made it's made tricks more difficult in some yeah. respects, and sorry again, and made tricks easier, like in others, other tricks easier. I feel like I haven't adapted almost to the current. Or maybe I'm just worse, but I haven't adapted to how our current rollerblades are. I feel um, the same way. Like, there was a certain era of skates, obviously the the first stuff, but also sort of the, um, 
maybe around the the real glory days of uh, Thrones, where I felt like very in control of my grinds and everything. Yeah. And now I feel like the I don't know what it is, but I notice newer people can operate the skates <laughs> with this level of precision and sort yeah. of just walking on grinds and rails like it's nothing. And maybe it's just our veteran technique, but I don't have any of that. When I do a switch up or something and land a switch up, it has nothing to do with sort of like a easy slide, just to step over. To, yeah. It's always really pronounced and it like is just pulled off and I just get it. <laughs> yeah. Is that because we both have sort of semi-fucked knees or? I think, I think you brought up <laughs> a super interesting point that like we learned rollerblading on skates that were very different from what we're skating yeah. now. And those definitive years of like learning your skill set, like the first four or five years, like I was doing long backslides on a on a soft Royale mm. with like a, an inch wide sole. Yeah. So I learned tricks a certain way. And yeah. now it's it's totally different. And yeah, you see like some people they really understand what's under their feet and they yeah. know how to control it. You watch people like Richie or like yeah. people who have so much control when they're grinding. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me no, because I'm still looking at it from this kind of old school mentality. And it's funny because Richie grew up in the same That's thing, what I was thinking too. But yeah. he was like superhuman enough to like be... Transcend that yeah, almost. Yeah, Good to idea. evolve with it. But the normal people, like <laughs> it's, we're skating on shit that's totally different. And while we've been learning how to skate, the technology changes. That's kind of bunk. It's interesting because I, I can totally connect with that. <clears throat> Sorry, and I feel like I, in some ways, I've almost had to relearn parts of rollerblading and how um, grinds and how different things work because it's just become so different. Yeah. I mean, I know it looks the part still, looks the same. If anything, it's the soles have gotten bigger. and But there's a part of it that I almost don't like as much. And maybe that's why when I got my, um, when I got, uh, I guess my M12s, I got, I do have like newer M12s, those ones I gave to a kid last week. But yeah. when I got those, the newer ones that are UFS and stuff, those almost suited me better even though they had thinner soles and stuff because they were so much of a throwback to how I learned skating you know and I didn't care that I didn't have the the giant sole or like the I don't know you know teflon backslide plate or anything like that because it just suited who I am and you said something too about how um about your formative years of learning to rollerblade, and I cannot agree with that more. I think we go to parks a lot now, and I really noticed that I don't. I didn't grow up skating uh, parks, right? I didn't go to a park till well into I don't know, maybe you know, three years in a rollerblade yeah. or something. It was a while, and I grew up like skating ledges, not even handrails. So I'm used to ledges and how they feel, and I, I don't really think about it too much when I grind ledges. And I can still skate ledges pretty decently. But someone like Josh, we had, and Josh and I talk about this sometimes, Josh grew up skating park, and Josh yeah. is also just really good and stuff yeah. too, so I'm not, there's no excuse going on here. But Josh is like totally a natural with He's a total natural with, um, in, in like park skating, right? 
and it's uh, and you can tell like we go to parks now. I, mean, I feel like we barely skate street, so we'll go to parks now, and Josh is on like another level compared to a lot of people at the park. Yeah. He's he has like a level of confidence and speed, and um, you can tell that he's not thinking about the consequences as much as even. I don't know. I wouldn't say maybe you, but you know, a lot of people. Yeah, he's that... really wild. It's, yeah, he seems totally fearless. And he eats it like so hard, and it, like it just doesn't phase him. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I guess maybe he knows how to fall and work the lines. But Josh, I I find that at a park or something, since I didn't grow up with it and I'm not used to it, and and granted, I'm just not as good at park. I'll go up something high, like. Uh, you know, a, I don't know, a 10 foot or 12 foot thing and all, I can stall or grind it if I need to, Yeah. but it is, that is like a moment where my legs and knees are fucking trembling. <laughs> it's like, terrifying. I'm, I'm looking far down. It feels like a big yeah. deal that I'm doing it. I'm not thinking about how I slide down the transition after I'm, I'm feeling like I'm grinding across like the top of a roof. Yeah. And then, and it doesn't feel nice to be able to like roll out of that down something either. Sorry. Uh, so it doesn't feel like comfortable to go up to it or to come down to it. Yeah. And once I'm up there, I feel like I'm the, the height of the object plus my height. Yeah. And I feel that same, that it's like a fear, like that heights feeling. <gasps> when yeah. in reality, you're not that high off no. of anything. The ground is no. right there, but yeah, but it's like, like having to some people have that level of comfort that they they it's nothing for them. Josh has that. Yeah, exactly. Like why at the end of the session that we had um, with that edit that uh, that Leon did at what was it Railside, I was watching it and I, I was just thinking about like some tricks that I did that day and some people uh, watching people skate and do different tricks and I thought like I was somewhat comfortable doing sort of grinds and taps and stuff like that and that's what I felt like was my contribution to being like creative or something that I felt like was a bit mine right yeah but then I go at, at the end of the day and I stop and I watch Josh skating the bowl like when I'm fucking dead tired and he's just dropping into scary shit in sort of almost I think it was the dark still it was yeah. coming up to the dark uh, to going dark outside Okay, dark outside, and he was doing alley fish brains, which is a pretty like I know it's a, not a nothing trick or not a huge thing, but I'm still big enough. You're drinking my wine now too. Yeah. Thanks. Brian and I are drinking wine. Yeah. I just I just grabbed his. Yeah, you were like, I'll have yours and I'll have mine. I reached right ass. past mine and just went <laughs> straight for it. I think it's because there's more in yours. There's... You can have mine. No, if you no, want. no, no, no. No, it's cool. I was just watching Josh do buck wild, super fast alley fish brains across the highest grind possible yeah. in the in the bowl, and I just was thinking like, there's no chance in hell I would ever do that right now. Yeah, it would be a total fluke for me to pull off anything like that. Even if I got on the grind, I would be so startled that I was sliding that grind on something that high that the fall would be epic after I came out of it. I would grind it fine and I'd have, you know, like Bambi legs coming down the transition and I would just, I'd probably fall into the ground right away. So, Slide into the corner face first. Yeah. So it's funny, I guess the whole thing that stemmed that was just that thought of, of growing up and what 
like your formative years shape oh, really totally. what you're comfortable with now and, yeah. and who you are. And I think even your your grinds, like your 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 uh I don't know, your typical grinds that you are yours. Yeah. yeah, your bread and butter grinds, like I can a back royale on topsoil and stuff. Those are just what I I do, right? Yeah. And I remember those have always been mine, sort of. Yeah. And at, like alley topsoil and stuff like that. And then looking back at old videos of you, I watch. You have kind of you have unities in there a little bit, and you have mizus. Yeah. And there's just this. There's like a very and top acids, and they end up being sort of you know like the extension from that like macchios and stuff and you can just see how people grew grow into what they are now yeah exactly it's it's and it's so exciting when you can i guess when you don't see it coming like maybe that's why it's kind of exciting to watch and everyone knows that like leon is on a bit of a different level right now because he's like uh always doing something kind of a little bit fresher than everyone else yeah whenever we go out everyone's sort of kind of like doing stuff in their comfort zone or whatever and leon always has like a different idea and you probably couldn't have seen that watching him win competitions and stuff back in the day yeah. doing 360 topsoles and stuff you know but he's really good at, at not falling into habit mm -hmm. too much there's that's i noticed that's, that too uh, that's a really important skill for people. There's not a lot of people who have that because it's, it's so easy to like do the same. You know, you fall. We're habitual creatures. Yeah. But Leon, every time he seems to like find kind of a new little direction to push himself. And always a part of the park that I didn't see anything more on really. Like usually I'm decent at that or I can pull out something that I feel is like not typical on something but every time it's like Leon has always seems it's frustrating almost right because you watch him and you're like why the fuck did I do any of that you know and a lot of the time it's just because I'm not as good at the stuff but yeah. sometimes it's not even that and you're just like shit there's this real like envy of how free you kind of thought you were on your skates and then how tied down you realize you are compared to someone that's even going in a more you know a freer direction with their rollerblades yeah that just makes me think about like shit i'm not it's like how i used to feel when i watched um you guys when before i kind of knew you a little bit better i'd watch you and joey and i think like i think well i remember them skating and you know like we were all sort of similar skill level i think kind of in that area and i'd watch you guys skate and i was like shit i've never even thought of any of this stuff and it would blow me away right and i just feel totally outclassed like I don't even know what to do now. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know where to go. Right? <laughs> and it's sort of the same, same now. It's, uh, it's all about making skating fun for yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you're really enjoying something, that's going to come off really good. I'm not, I'm not preaching like I fucking know this stuff. I'm the wise man because, but I need to learn how to like, enjoy skating more. The more I can learn to enjoy skating, the better I will be at skating. When you, when you do things, when, when you go to a spot and you're totally free to do exactly what you want to do, yeah. that's, when, that's when the good shit's gonna happen. Not when you've 
it's really easy and it's very subtle, but I'm sure you can relate when when you go to a spot like with a big group of people, like you go to a skate park, and if you're with a group of people and they all start like skating this one big object, there's a pressure to skate that big object and not do not focus on like the little stuff. There becomes that trophy trick yes. in the park. And you can see it at like contests and stuff oh, where there's like a quarter to a huge ledge and, and, and everyone's skating that and you feel like, oh, if I just do like this little like hip transfer over here or something, it's not going to be as good. Like you get your perception gets yeah. skewed by the people Such around you, by the environment. Yeah, really good observation. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So if you can learn to not be as influenced by that, then you'll have more fun skating because you'll skate exactly what you want to skate. You won't be taken by, oh, this is what I'm supposed to skate. And I, I totally get to more skate. energy out of that too. Yeah. I mean, it, it sort of is, uh, it's riffing on what we talked about a few times before, but there is, I, I don't know if I was talking to you when we were leaving the park, maybe it was Taylor, but it was just that idea of, um, yeah, going to going to a place, and I remember feeling. I'll give an example. Actually, when we were at a rail side, that was totally happening. I remember looking at certain things that everyone was doing and being like, "Well, I need to, I need to go skate that." You know, yeah. I need to be be part of that line. You know, where everyone goes over the 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 sort of the launch and then does the grind off that launch and then. Yeah. You know, and I thought, well, I need to get something good on that. And I realized I was really disappointed in myself because I didn't feel capable at that moment of doing anything really different with it. And yeah. I was like, I'm just like, what am I even doing right now? I'm just the most I could do is maybe like an in-spin top acid or top sole or something on that thing. And maybe some weird spin over this. But it, and I was just like, that is so boring and doesn't even speak to anything that I would have thought I would have cared about. But yeah, you get into this habit. You see what all the other rollerbladers are doing at the park, and you see. You also kind of look at like where you start thinking like, well, I can't do anything too stupid in front of a bunch of skateboarders and other. That people. is a huge influence. Yeah, that's a huge influence. Like I, even if it's like you don't want to do silly stuff in front of skateboarders. No, you don't. Right? You don't want to usually make unless it you're feeling like yourself. super confident. Like if you go into the dragon's den, yeah, and there's that vibe. You want to do like a big jump or like yeah big grind or you know and either way they're just gonna think you're a fucking idiot exactly they think they look at the, the rollerblades and they're like just their minds made up you know it was hilarious remember when at the rail side session when josh did that massive gap to that up ledge yeah. and then gapped off the up ledge mm -hmm. 180 the biggest trick of that whole night, it was huge, and the, and the, most of the park was skateboarders, and the whole park was just silent. Like you could hear crickets. Like it was silent. Didn't anyone give him like a? Didn't any of those guys give him some sort of applause? Nothing. Nothing. Really? There was a few rollerbladers like cheering, and then just skateboarders were just, just jaws open. They didn't. Silent. That's funny. It was awesome. I I yeah. I, there were some BMXers that night. I thought they were really cool. Actually, they were super friendly and yeah. I, I, I was even the even the skateboarders. They were pretty friendly. I really respect that when I go to a place and there's just a bunch of you know people doing skateboarding or BMXing and they're really really cool and down to earth and they're not looking to be to be like really mature and be like 
oh fuck you you didn't sign different which is so lame anyways that's awesome they're probably just afraid to say it to your face (laughs) even when they're not I mean if someone's not afraid and then say it to my face they think I'm a fucking you know idiot because I skate or rollerblade I mean it's just it's like that really embarrassing sense of being so insecure about yourself that you have to look at someone and be like hey stop that you're fucking gay hope you know that you're a fucking faggot for doing that yeah why do you care why do you care at all and then they'll use bullshit remarks like oh because you're snaking me at the park no you don't care you've been sitting down the whole time you don't even know what a skateboard it's ridiculous it's hilarious yeah think about it think of how fucking silly that is yeah someone to say something like that at someone that wouldn't probably dislike you in regular life if you weren't doing anything if you were just walking past them or met them they would for a drink or something with other friends of yours you would it'd be uh, totally cool it would be fine yeah but you know what i think about every time okay give me an example of something else that is like that really like you would never hear like a basketball player be like fuck you i know why yoga people on my court get out of here this is a basketball court one that's not I think I don't know if it's as bad. Well, maybe skiing, skiing and, and snowboarding. Is it even like that? That's so know. lame. If it is, I don't know. You'd have to ask. Maybe it so. might be. It used to be when I snowboarded. Yeah, that's the stupidest shit. Yeah, like grow up. Seriously, it's 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 retarded. It's totally retarded. Do you? Uh, I before I forget this, can we go off on before you forget. Before, before I, I say retarded again. Yeah. That's a faux pas word right now, I think. People don't, aren't allowed to say it or something. Fuck that. Retarded? That opinion's retarded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get back in the room, Carly. There's sounds. Carly, stop mixing your Metamucil and distracting <laughs> us. <laughs> Are you backed up? Okay, go in the room! <laughs> this podcast should be called Hot for Carly. <laughs> <laughs> is that your meta is that your meta muscle in your stir in there, babe? Get the fuck in the room! <laughs> She's backed up tonight. I'm getting married, I'm getting married to her in a couple, a couple, couple you months. See what I look like to what I'm wearing. Girls, that's what they go to right away. Like, if look how, you, look you how bad standing, I look right now. If you were standing over there, and Carly and I were sitting here, and you said to me, in your green, green t-shirt and jeans, if only people could see what I was wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking weird. If only. <laughs> how funny would that be, though, right? You better not spill on the couch. You better get your ass in that bedroom. <laughs> Fuck. We're what losing listeners. Is... Joey's going to press stop. Do we even know if we have? Is it? Have you found out? No, I I'm I'm left to guess. <laughs> but I do guess that that it's we not. had about twenty five at first, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling like it's going down, and that might be my own self doubt. <laughs> that reveals a lot about you. Yeah, it reveals who you are. But That's uh, okay, though. I I I see it. I it, if I look at it as a graph, I see the viewership <laughs> a steady. Maybe a little bit of an upward incline, like the first three episodes, maybe just out of curiosity. Yeah. And then I see it dipping down because the quality is so low. Yeah. And but then slowly coming back to the surface, yeah. like like 
by maybe the 40th or 50th episode, we'll regain the, the first 20 listeners. And then from then on there, it'll be a, st- a steady climb. And then in like 2015, we'll have like 160 listeners. I like how I thought uh, 20, when you said 2015, I was like, whoa, like, you think people will still be listening when That's there's cars that fly? Years. Do you think that, huh? They'll need something it's to listen to when they're flying when car. When they're flying their cars, right? Yeah. They'll want to be a part of a conversation. <laughs> and they want to live vicariously through others. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> Back to the Future 2. Awesome movie. All right, awesome movie. Um, we should have uh, hover blades. Oh, fuck, I wanted a hoverboard so bad when the, I thought it was real. Uh, it's probably not right for the age I was at the time. What was I was thinking? I see that? a lot of kids in those little wheelies shoes. I man, kids love those wheelies all over the place. They look like when I think about what they are, I think shit that that looks dangerous. Like if I was a kid and I just you know I was running around, I just had a wheel that could just you know like shoot out at yeah. one moment and just send me on my ass. I would like if I was a parent, I'd be like, whoa. That's crazy. I'd let them do it. There's so many of them. That's a bigger bigger market than rolling. rolling. Way bigger. Yeah, most things are. Okay, this is the question I was going to ask. I was thinking, when you're at a skate park or out at a session, do you take your validation about your tricks from other people's recognition? At times, and that is a mistake. It's a human thing. But there... when when skating is at its best, it's all coming from within. Mm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It only matters like how you feel about it. Like I had that feeling at that Poco session. I had a feeling like I could do whatever the fuck I wanted, and it was just awesome. Like I could just 180 over that little tabletop, and I felt just so good about it. And from that like very pure kind of like joy of skating. My skating very naturally like got better and better as the night went on. Yeah, like it felt, and I don't, I can't get into that all the time, but that's I think when people really enjoy skating is when they're super confident, for the right reasons. Like it's not dependent on people's reaction. It's, and it's also like feeling badass instead of like trying to be badass. Trying to be badass or or like, yeah thinking other people's reactions to you is what's badass. It's like you do it the way that you feel like it, like, you know, it comes from, from the right place. It comes from that deep part. Deep deep within you. Yeah. There's nothing more powerful than that. Yeah. Spoke to me. (laughs) But it's true. It's so true. (laughs) It is really true. And it, uh, it's you know what I'll be honest. It's kind of rare sometimes. Yeah, it's hard to achieve. Rare. It's really hard to achieve. Yeah, I didn't feel that way when you and I went out and skated, just us two, and we did that uh, that edit together. I find it easier to like focus and get a more pure kind of energy in a smaller group because it's fun. Like we can go back and forth. Like I it, I would expect to be like oh yes that was awesome good okay. Fuck, I was, you know, like, just kind of immediate little things. Yeah. But I'm not looking for, like, there's... It would be weird if there was this huge, like, fucking gratifications or, like, you know, you just clapping and being like, yeah, but, you know, if it was just us two, right? Yeah. But when you're out with a bunch of people, it's like, 
the barometer for what equals good is so totally dependent changes. on even your friends that have been skating forever. It's like, it's funny how sometimes I look at it too and I'm, I wonder like, so like all people needed from this was just like me to do another alley topsail down it? Like that's what people <laughs> were excited to see? Yeah. Like I've been doing that trick forever. It's fucking boring now. Like leave it be, you know? And it's like, and then I'll do something that I think is like just, and it's cool because it, it ends up being something for me anyways, but I'll do something that I think is like, Shh, that is, I haven't seen anyone doing that. And like, yeah. come on, that's kind of neat, right? And it's already bullshit that I'm thinking that. Like, hey, did someone also think that was cool? But I think that, you know, I'll think that for a second. And it's funny, like most of the time people are kind of like, eh. But it's like, you can't go to like a jazz lounge and play punk. Yeah, music and expect it to be received as well as as in the but these like are the environment. I, I I know, but but the people and the environment. I, and I'm agreeing with you. This is me. This is like, if you think about like you know music clubs. You go go freestyle rap, at a punk concert or you know whatever. There, people naturally expect certain things in in certain atmospheres. Definitely, I think, and and yeah. and 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 you know that we know that like subconsciously, and we're influenced by that, and we we tailor ourselves to fit in that situation, yeah. or or you know we perceive this like shit that we need to do, you know it's pressure, it's pure pressure, yeah. And skating by yourself, everyone needs to skate by themselves because it's like there's absolutely zero of that. It all comes from inside you. Yeah. If you think that what you're doing is lame, it's because you've—it's like you are projecting that on you. You're not thinking that other people are thinking that. Yeah. But if you think something's really good, it's not because you're thinking they think it's really good. It's you funny. Know, there's a difference. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, interrupt. I was thinking that it's funny how there's very rarely a time when you are truly by yourself skating. There's always somebody walking by or someone seeing something or you're making enough noise in a parking lot that people like you know someone will come down and open their car or like or you have to skate park by yourself but you're there's still an odd skateboarder here or there and i yeah. find even then i kind of start thinking like, like i'm trying to imagine what i would be doing at certain parks or whatever if it was just me there yeah. and i i don't know if i would be doing too too much different I would probably almost be doing less creative things because I feel like there wasn't this, there wasn't like this standard at which there was, there was a place to pull away from, you know, like right. there wasn't something to deviate from or a set thing true, to deviate true, yeah. from. So there's no need to deviate from it. There's no way. Yeah. Like go right ahead and do like a soul grind up this then go topsail that next thing yeah it's gonna feel good you know it's gonna feel good yeah like i don't know if i would really care to do something all that silly on things or different and that exposes maybe a fact that maybe i don't know if it exposes it but it certainly reveals an aspect of like myself at least why i care about certain things is because i do look at stuff and i I do like when people think about things differently. Yeah. And then I, I like exposing the people, people to things that I think are interesting and different. And it's like why I like sharing music with people a lot of the, a lot of the time is because I think 
oh, I wonder like what this person will think of this. Or if you also uh, like, I find that I'm always looking to see if other people feel the same way as me about something. And then I get excited about the fact that like I'm joined in the same weird thought, you know, or the same yeah. interesting idea or something, even if maybe it's just yeah. in my head. So that's part of skating is like, I'll go out and I'll think, well, everyone likes, you know, like everyone likes a top soul on something or everyone like will be fine with this trick or that trick or wants to see this ultimately. But like, what about this thing? Like, have people thought about this thing? Could it spawn other people doing stuff? Yeah. Like, what what would happen there? And then it's like that, like I've mentioned on old podcast, uh, an older podcast I was on, it's where you're like, it's, it's such a compliment when someone that, anyone actually at the park even, but like, say a friend of yours starts doing that trick or you see that they're inspired by it and you were like, man, I've kind of broken through with my what my ideas were there like people like that idea and yeah. they're they're evolving it or thinking about it as well i find that to be really really cool because it's like i've created something with my ideas and then other people are, are taking it and and changing it and making it their own and and like this sounds stupid but like paying some sort of tribute to the fact that they got it from you you know well, you're contributing yeah to like to the session to what skating is skating is like one massive bucket and everyone's throwing their shit into it yeah and then it gets mixed up and people pull out little bits and play with this like oh i don't really like this but if i do this with it then i like it yeah that's like it's it's pretty it's a pretty fascinating thing but but under that there lies a lot of like a lot of conditioning a shitload of conditioning. Mm. It's very hard to break free from that. Well, maybe what we were saying before, uh, before you said that thing about conditioning everything, it's the reason why recognition can sometimes be important because it's even if you're not being recognized for doing the hardest trick or, you know, the hardest grind or error or whatever, you're being recognized for doing something different or, or paving a new sort of pe like right. path, right? So... I think yeah, you're and to evolve from there. I mean, what you said about conditioning, you're totally right. It's it's like a standard of what what you kind of should be doing on these objects, and even where these objects can go from here. You know, like that's interesting. I don't know. And people are very harsh. I think it's important to be able to like do something that you know is going to be ridiculed, but but you believe that that through like developing that skill, it'll lead to something that is like really awesome. Right. Because obviously to learn anything, you need to like look really bad while you're like learning. Yeah, I've said that before you know? too. Yeah. yeah, you're never, it's rare that you're gonna look great doing it. To, to like learn right it. away, to learn it. Or like say you've got this trick in mind, but to learn this trick, you have to learn th like three super weird skills. Yeah. Like, you have to be able to, like, jump fakie onto one foot on that little curb to land one foot on the other side. Like, weird little things like that. And, yeah. and practicing each of those things, like, individually is, like, it's, it's not, you're not, like, you're not going to be glorified for doing that. But then when you string it all together, yeah. then it's something that becomes really influential. 
It's very rare, though, that I feel, this is going to sound condescending, but I, I hope people get what I mean from it, a.k.a. Joey, uh, <laughs> our only listener. I, I don't feel like there's, there's very rarely a time where I feel like I have learned something new in, with skating, like learned how to do a new trick. Because I feel like I'm kind of at this point where it's not like I can pull off anything I want by any means. Yeah. But if I can think about it a little bit, I've, I might have done it at some point. Or I'm, I'm comfortable enough on my rollerblades that, you know, it's if it's sort of possible by me, I probably can pull it off, you know? So I, it's, it, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I thought about what you said, you know, jumping fakie with one foot onto this and one foot... I may not have done that, but it it's rare that it would be like I would have to break something down and be like, I really have to learn this. And I think that's kind of almost bullshit thinking because if, if anything, that probably holds me back from from doing different shit. Like I remember thinking about how weird it felt when I was trying um this uh I guess what is it, you know what like uh, it's called dark side top side tricks where you jump over something and then grind top side on the other side of it like Rob G does them a lot yeah and I remember thinking like I know how to alley porn star but that, that feels like really well that feels comfortable right yeah but when I have to jump over an object and land an alley porn star like in a top side position on something on, on like the other side of the object yeah I, that ends up being my switch for one thing. I don't alley top porn the same way or um, like that I do uh, a normal top porn or sorry the, that I do a normal like porn star or whatever. So it ends up fucking with your head a little bit. Like you're, if anything, you're fighting your head. And I remember landing it at um, Fraser Heights on that bank ledge there or whatever. You know the one that you come up the ramp and. I think I remember. I yeah, so I remember doing it. Not even that great, but I did it, and I yeah. thought that was weird. Like I haven't, I did learn that. I haven't done that before, and and it wasn't anything that creative, but it did feel fresh because it felt like my body hadn't really done that before. Yeah, it it it's almost like it wasn't even learning it. It was just learning that you are capable of doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like finding out, like you try it, and you're like, oh, hey, I can do that, and it felt. Like pretty natural yeah it's crazy when people recommend a trick to you that yeah, they you're think like, hey, you're I, capable I think of. i could do that yeah and you're like no no i have something in my head here and then they're like no no try it this way and yeah. you you take them up on the offer and they turn out to be right yeah that's kind of crazy because you're just it's it's almost this confirmation that other people have a real idea of what you're capable of and you can put some faith in them, yeah. you know? Well, there's a lot of value in, like, the people that you've been skating with for a really long time have that sense and they can direct that. Well, and that's... help you, like, think of, of, of new things. It's like having two brains to gel with. Like, two people are always more creative than one. It's awesome to be able to, like, bounce trick ideas off people and then add in their own two cents, and through that, you're inspired in a totally different thing. Like, the thing morphs a, whole, a full 360 when two minds, like, tackle it. Do you, um... Uh, speaking of other people's opinions and where they can, like, people giving ideas and stuff, do you ever find that, uh... 
like maybe this is sort of disrespectful to our um, friends and stuff. But I don't mean it this that like in a negative way. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I preface everything with like, uh, am I sure everything's okay? <laughs> uh, I was thinking about how sometimes I'm surprised that people that have been skating so long aren't more stoked by like a interesting idea. Like the, they've got reactions to kind of be like, well, yeah, but it was no true, you know, true top fish or sorry, true fish or something like that. Like I feel like it. Like sometimes I watch our friends and how they, how excited they get about certain things, and yeah. it seems like the excitement is very naturally focused towards traditional tricks often. And sure, there's some sometimes it's like whoa, you know, about one thing or another, but I think. A lot of the time, there's this like, it's like when scoring a goal or something in a team sport when someone does like the long grind on a, like a hard obstacle, you know, yeah. or a seven twenty. When I throw one eighty more into a rotation, it could look shit, but I hear people shout across the park, "Whoa!" <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? I've been doing that for. I used to be able to 900. It's I still exciting, to... but it's still exciting to see people do like basic stuff. It is, but it sometimes because, I'm more because like, it, it, even basic stuff when when someone that's been doing it for a really long time does it, they're doing it in a really like developed kind of way that's really interesting and exciting to see. It's funny, and I, I when you say that, I I think um, I notice a lot of people associate. Uh, developed and veteran skating or whether or whatever with control right yeah and i don't know if i always agree with that i feel like it, there's just a look like i don't always feel like all of say dominic sagona's best tricks have always been the most controlled most controlled but yeah. they've been wild in a really fascinating way yeah you know and it's the same with you know, I guess maybe Dustin Lammer is a bit more controlled, but there is a few rollerbladers out there where it's, you, I think like it's nothing to do with the fact that they can, they're holding their body in the exact way they hope to. Yeah. I, I like Jeff Stockwell, sort of like someone that can just hold his tricks and make things like you know, when he, even when he rollerblades, it looks like his feet are in the like a perfect parallel position and yeah. it's just like. All Everything flows Very and moves, robotic. and it's and it's beautiful, but it's really like it's not really what I'm saying about what I, what I'm going for. But it's it's kind of like I saw this guy in the charging video. I saw what's his the guy that I thought kind of reminded me of you. Uh, what's his name? J P something or oh uh, P J P J. Yeah, and I saw his skating, and it's like I can hardly you can hardly look at his skating and be like. Whoa, that guy's just so controlled on every single trick. And yeah, it's more. It's a lot more than that. I think it's like this this charisma that comes yes. out of you, and you really become like your own entity. Like there's yeah. nobody that looks like Rob G except Rob yeah, G. Yeah, exactly. They're like people become a signature. Yeah, you know they develop and and. I think we were skating at Poco and you were saying that like you have you were like just skating around on your skates and you're like look at me like I don't move stylishly like a rollerblader at yeah. all remember this yeah yeah I remember that yeah that's... and that's actually such a good thing when you can transcend the like cultural like 
rules like, oh, when I land, my arms need to be like this, or yeah. like when I do this grind, I have to look like this. That's what I was saying. When, too, yeah. when you, it, there's something to be said about being <laughs> free enough to like just just do it, like, and not try to make it look a certain way. Yeah, You're just doing it like the, how it's comfortable for you, or like whatever. I just want to jump in the air, like. Yeah. I was doing those stick mans. I saw those a lot. Like, yeah. it, it felt really fun that night, and I just kept doing stick mans. Yeah. And I think, like, a certain part of you comes out in those moments when you're not forcing your body into this, like, weird, yeah, contrived kind of, like, I am doing a mute grab right now. Yeah. Or, like, you know? Totally agree with it's that. It's more expressive. Yeah. That, I'm glad you reminded me of that, because it has a bit to do with... Um, what we're sort of talking about it when I was saying that I, I was thinking about how I was doing like starting certain grinds like Macchios and stuff and I, I remember looking at a footage of me doing a Macchio before and it was like, like squatted and sort of grabbed and it was like way more like kind of traditionally like it was more like I was trying to be traditionally stylish with it right. and now I like I was trying to say to you that I notice that I'll fall and I'll, for the briefest second, I'll notice that how I fell and it was because like I was falling almost like I was doing the grind. I, I don't even know. Like it was like, like I would never ever do that grind in the past. Like it might've started like I was going to be as stood up as possible on it, but then like m maneuver out of it in kind of a different way. And I guess my, it's hard to describe, but my point maybe is, is that like, it had nothing to do. Like I've trained my head in some ways to assume that that's the way I'm, I do it now. Yeah. And you know, that's the way that feels like best for my body, but it, it's so fucking far from where I used yeah. to be and what I used to think was the way things looked, you know? And, and to bring it back full circle, it's like, you grew up skating those older skates, right? Yeah. So it's like doing a Royale, you had to fucking squat and tweak it so hard. Yes. And in these new skates, you don't really need to. No, not at all. But like we older skaters still seek that aesthetic that yeah. they had in, in the old technology. And it's yeah. like outdated now. Yeah. But we're still trying to do that. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, I noticed that I... Um, Shadows were one of the first skates that brought me back to that again because they had such a hard um, cuff at the top that they wanted you to... I remember Josh and I talking about how these the skates uh, want you to kind of do tricks like the old school way. Yeah. Like they want you to bend your knee to do a top side trick, right? Yeah. And I remember missing like shit that I did all the time in other skates because my ankle didn't just flop down in them. I had to like bend my knee. And it's not like I've ever been much of an ankle skater anyways, but um, it was it was so weird because I, I think it does, it does actually develop like a nicer looking trick, a more traditionally nicer looking trick when you're having to, I guess, fully articulate your yeah. body to, to maneuver into position. That's funny. For it's like, it's like, creating confinements in your body position to produce what they or what people typically see as like more beautiful stance yeah like we're gonna we're gonna limit your body's movement so that you're 
movements are more beautiful. To, it, to it's, accentuate it's, it's certain parts of your but body. It, but then it's kind of like fucking Hitler. It is. It's like, <laughs> you should be moving like this. It's a suggestion. It's like, like you're going to force me to, like, it's like you're, it's like. Well, they eventually bend your whim. If you yeah. work them in enough, they, they can be not floppy, but I can do but grind stood up topside now if I feel like. Yeah. But it's but a yeah, cons- uh, restricted though. Yeah. I love shadows. But a lot I think a lot of my tricks are way more stylish in other skates. Or things that I did in shadows would have looked a lot better. Not even a lot better. Um different. I look at some of the freezes and it looks like I'm like taking a shit like in the air because like my feet are stuck like, you know, like, like that. And it's kind of like less natural. I, I don't remember what I was wa- watching of yours, but I thought almost the exact opposite. Yeah. I think I was, maybe it was the Park Killer stuff that, um, that Joey just released recently that had like you in it quite a bit in shadows. And I thought, shit, you know, Todd had some really hard stuff down these in those skates and they looked maybe I, I do like it that they looked a little bit more street than than the varsity skates <laughs> I think he's but granted I do think you skate those good those well right yeah <laughs> but I um, they have this aura about them that makes your tricks like a, a, it, it's like a attractive uh, I don't know, like, it's like gets getting good grades or something in college. That's like how the... I'm, I'm starting to like that feeling, actually. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I feel that, too. I kind of feel like like an ASA champ. Yeah, exactly, kind of, exactly. Like when I'm skating. I feel like Matt Salerno or something. Or John Robertson or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like clean cut. Cl- totally clean cut. Clean cut. Like red skates. Yeah. Like, I'm really good at 360s. Like, yeah. I'm totally like an ASA pro. Yeah, when they come to interview you, you have like a monster in your hand that you're positioned to, to point at the camera and you're just smiling and you're. I thought it was a good run today, Bob. Definitely. Definitely. I want to work on things. It's the only time will tell. Everyone out here is really talented. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks for your time. All right. We just talked to Todd Backnerny over there and he is. Loving life right now. <laughs> Will he have the same score in his next run? Who knows? Who knows? We'll yeah. see. We'll find out. If he can get if he can get that five forty down clean, I think he'll have it. Because they remind me of of this. It's totally opposite to like what people are going for. Yeah, right like now. every it's that's funny because it's totally it's, everything right now. I listen to people want to look Ryan. like homeless people. Yeah, like really scuzzy, really tight clothes, sort of. Um, this, uh, I don't know, just this kind of thrift store vibe, right? Like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, which I find really tiring. Not the, not the look of the clothes as much as the attitude that this comes with it. Like, I don't fucking know. I don't have an opinion about anything. (laughs) Fuck, I don't care. I just smoke. Fuck. (laughs) You know, I hate that. It's, I know those people aren't as stupid as they're trying to come off as. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think it's that cool to be an idiot. You know what I thought was awesome? I think it's, it's easy, you know? I think it's easy. It, it, maybe it is easy, but it's such a cop-out from actually showing anyone who you are. It's, it's like the... 
it's the personality version of the most boring tricks you could possibly do. And I thought it was really, really interesting when I read uh, this message board topic a while back where Colin Kelso was like going off the deep end and he was calling up Billy O'Neill on all this USD shit. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny to follow along with because it was like our own version of like a gossip show or something. But uh, what I was most interesting is he was challenging Billy O'Neill like, speak up about this come on like and he had Colin seemed to have more and more complicated questions to ask him like well how did this develop did you really think that they would be doing this blah blah and he had all these ideas right yeah and then you're like Billy O'Neill's never gonna respond to this right he would get himself in too much shit right maybe some of this is true and then Billy O'Neill ended up responding with the most like adult uh, like totally adult well thought out um, respectful comments while also keeping like not bending to anyone's whim being really honest not getting himself kicked off a team not uh, like abandoning all his friends but also telling Colin Kelso that he thought that he needed like the guy needed a bit of help <laughs> and it was fucking awesome I was like this guy is so smart and it's so refreshing to see in rollerblading someone that's just like that, you know, is an amazing skater and that also is just like, you know what, whatever, I'm just gonna tell you exactly who I am and how I feel and whatever. And this is, this is, this is- Yeah, that's what you have to read that. Yeah, and well, I don't even know of where it would be available anymore, but it was, it wasn't even that it was this whole call out to the freedom of skating or anything that was like a purity of rollerblading. It was just that it was, uh, extremely well thought out like rebuttal to a lot of accusations and it didn't sound really childish and like well the problem is is you're a fucking cop out and using a bunch of like dumb slang that you know is so stupid to say to someone else it's like just be honest with me and we'll fucking sort things out yeah yeah like honesty is refreshing when people aren't honest it's it's uh and I do it too. I'm not honest all the time. But when people are dishonest, it's boring. It's boring. You get really like stupid, conceited conversations where, or sorry, contrived conversations where people are just kind of like mutually, you know, fellating the surface, fellating each other just to, you know, talk for the sake of talking. Yeah. But it's so fucking cool when someone's honest and it always makes me appreciate that person more or like that person more when they just are themselves and oh, maybe totally. they fuck up a little but this is who i am then this is this is what i'm about do you like it or do you not yeah you know and it doesn't have to be i mean i know i made it sort of sound um antagonistic or something but it doesn't have to be like what do you fucking like me or not it's more yeah. just like yeah this is what i like i like this stuff i don't really like that stuff blah 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 this is, um, my opinions are this, this, and this, and I'm not super afraid to share them on it. Yeah. I think that's rad. Yeah. Yeah, and I was always like people more and, and, and find that I'm looking at what they're about and their opinions way more um, than if they're just uh, beige. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know I jumped onto that, but it was just an opinion of things. Do you remember putting, like, did you ever have apples and stuff? In your shirt? But, yeah, when you were a kid. And then you throw them at cars on yeah. the highway? Yeah, that's right. That's genuine. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. I don't even know. What else? There's also something to be said about like being able to open up to someone. What are we at here? I felt like we were talking for longer than an hour and 15 minutes. Really? Maybe. It's been about an hour and 15. Um, to be, to open up to somebody? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm feeling like, um, like I don't want to talk about that. Okay, okay. What do you want to talk about? But there's, uh, there's something to be said about being able to, uh, open up to someone. Are you... Just when I say that, like... You're, are like, are you like, making fuck. a joke right now? No, no, no. Because it sounds like you're making a joke. Do you get it? Like you're saying, no, there's no punchline. There, it sounds like <laughs> you're saying there's something to be said about opening up to someone, but I don't want to talk about that right now. Do you get it? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like opening up. Because <laughs> you don't have to talk about that, but you, you've said it like three times now. And then you still be like, and then each time you stop talking. <laughs> Oh, I'm confused. And <laughs> Do you get the same joy out of juggling that you get out of rollerblading? No, it's a totally different joy. What sort of joy is it? It's a very sh- uh, short-lived, um, usually short-lived kind of like McDonald's version of meditation, like a quick mm-hmm. in and out. Mm-hmm. Where it's very easy for me to just like focus super hard on something for yeah. like a very short period of time and then I'm back out. Okay. It's nice. When I can get into it, it's nice. It's hard to like really get into like a longer kind of like juggling session because yeah. it's fucking frustrating. So you just constantly like drop your shit. It's funny. I almost and it's like when you try to learn up. something. Um. When I'm outside, I try not to drop my balls too much. Really? Like, and shit and stuff. That's funny. Like, there's a fear of the balls hitting the ground? A, a little bit. Like, falling on a trick. I'm afraid of, like, losing them, or I'm afraid of, like, them But they're right in front of you. Yeah. And there's hardly, there's not many times where you're going to be juggling right above shit. If I'm on, like, a beach or something, I'll feel more comfortable. But if I'm in a parking lot... I'm like, if I'm gonna, like, it's gonna roll under a car. If you're on a beach, you feel more comfortable juggling. Ideal places to juggle. On a beach. On a beach. With a, with a pina colada. When you were, when you went away with Carly, um, on vacation, I forgot where yeah. you guys went, Mexico or something like that? The Dominican. The Dominican, Mexico, okay. Dominican. Did you bring your juggling balls? Yeah. Did you juggle on the beach? Yeah. And that felt good? Yeah, it felt really good. <laughs> What? I just went to the thirteenth floor of the port. Do you hear that? Thump. Thump. Yeah. Thump. What's up? I'm trying to find out where that that noise is Are coming from. Are you gonna from. tell them what? I'm floor? gonna tell them that I I'm gonna just go crazy. But I went and then I go to the thirteenth floor and I'm like being secretive and I'm like listening and somebody opened and saw me like listening to. You're in a bit of a crazy mood tonight, huh? Full moon. This is it's just. I've never heard anything. It's a cement building. It's nice and quiet. Listen. I heard what you said. You guys were talking yeah. away, and in there it was like thump, 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 and then I heard like laughing. It's like little fuckers jumping on a bed. Oh, 
Get over it. Didn't you hear me take the Swiffer and smash the ceiling? No, I just... I just broke pieces of the ceiling off the floor. Didn't do anything because <laughs> it's cement. In our old wood building, I could... It's like bent for me smashing it. And when I pulled it, in, or took it to the bedroom, the cats both ran away because they, they know I'm mad when this comes out. You go in the bedroom? <laughs> she was really connecting about something, like opening up in her own way about <laughs> using the broom and like her journey to the other floors and how she might be angry about that and everything. And we were just quiet, listening to her and fully attentive. And then as soon as she stopped... We were you, talking about juggling in the ocean. You, this is really important. Can you go away? <laughs> now. Leave. Yeah, so you, you went and juggled on the beach, and that was... That felt like the balls wouldn't go in any shit. Was, they're pretty safe on the beach. Mm. So, you said, like, the meditation that you get from... From juggling as like very immediate or whatever, right? Short lived. Okay, so it's very short lived. So you don't find that like do you get a full day of meditation from rollerblading? When it's good, yeah. Yeah. Do you find that there's there's days like that, yeah. There's there's I have it's rarer to go out and is that even a word rarer? I don't know. But it's it's more rare to go out and, and feel like utterly disappointed in in how the skating went. I know things are like if that's a that, horrible that does feeling, happen. Doesn't happen a lot. No, no, that's a shady feeling because I would say that's the peak of how good things are probably gonna get. Yeah, and that's a bad. But I, I mean, it's a really big high. Like that's how good things are gonna get in my life, right there. Well, I like I like to think that my expectations have gotten like like more realistic with skating like I think thing to say but I think I used to I think I used to get more upset when skating didn't go my way right. like I would place a lot more value on it like it would be like a couple days that's all I was thinking about and then I would tr go for this session and it, it would rain and I would be super down and disappointed mm. but now I think I'm more accepting of that I just know it's gonna happen you're gonna have shitty sessions like you're going to go skating, it's going to rain, or you're going to go skating and get hurt right away, or, mm -hmm. you know, you're just not going to skate good. That's going to happen, and so it doesn't bother me as much lately. I don't, like, judge the session too much. Like, as long as I can go and skate a little bit, like, I'm pretty happy. But I, I'm still striving to make it, like, a lot better and, like, a more deeper, long-lasting... But is it just skating that you... Oh, I was so close to spilling red wine onto your brown carpet. Wouldn't have mattered too, too much, but... Um, <laughs> would have fucked your stuff up and that would have been that. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, though, is it just the act of rollerblading or skating, blading, whatever, that you... Um, that you have that expectation on that makes or breaks the day then? Because it can be, is it? Because what I'm thinking about is often, I mean, I'll go for a session and I'll, it'll be, maybe it'll be shitty or it won't skate very well. Right. But I always feel pretty good just because it was like the mix of friends and people I got get to see 
and the experience and the, the evening or whatever or the day ends up being like adding up to being what's what I um, sort of uh, the unspoken thing of just what's important in life yeah right whereas I don't find it's it's not uh, too often that I go out and I have like a great time skating or I do all these tricks that I want but I feel um, like there wasn't the camaraderie or like the friendship or anything there and that I feel as good about the day yeah because the, the really the the reason that I, I don't even know actually why I roll but it's the feeling that I get from it and the feeling is is built up from the skating but also built up from just like the atmosphere and the people you're with that could be one person or you know 20 right but I, I find that that comes from from that sometimes like I don't even I don't even know some people that are there or whatever but if I'm if I'm with a few people that I you know I really like or whatever and I'm just getting to do something that I really enjoy with them then that that's a win right there that's like it doesn't matter that I didn't do anything that I thought was all that cool yeah yeah like just being able to do it is but like if you go out and like your knees all fucked up is that really frustrating for you or are you just well that's like, frustrating cool for that? me because I look at it like this might impede on even any skating in the future like me coming out with these people and and being able to partake in the same thing like it wouldn't be the same if I came out and I was taking photos all day that would yeah. make me miserable probably actually yeah I like I can't that. picture coming out and being like yeah give it like hanging out awesome like yeah. that, would, that would drive me fucking nuts like I need to participate in it so that would bother me if I if my knee was going to shit like sometimes I feel that a little bit like I wonder at 28 what am I doing right now I shouldn't be there was this part at the at the Poco session where I was thinking I shouldn't really do like a 360 over this bench right here um like doing this grab that I'm not that comfortable with and didn't even end up looking like that good. I mean, it was all right. And I thought that because I, I was looking at it, I'm like, I could honestly, like if I don't jump right, I could like smack my face into that bench and, and basically just end myself, right? And I could, I could hurt myself quite a bit. Like I could land from this because I'm jumping pretty high. I could land and like bash my head back into the ground or something. Yeah. I thought there's no need to do this right now. <laughs> you know, like no one's going to give a shit. I, I mean, I'm not going to be that into it. I think if I do it, it might, I do think <laughs> like I want to do it because it's fun. And then I, I don't know what it was, but I looked at it. I was looking at the trick and I'm like, I have no other choice. I have to do this. I have to do it. <laughs> it was done. It was settled in my head. I had to go through with it. Yeah. It's a really defeating feeling when you think of something that you, and you're about to do it and then you just drop it because you're afraid of it. It's like you might yeah. as well not be skating then. Yeah, exactly. If you're if you're listening to every last uh, um, fear of yours, then you're defeating the whole purpose of skating. Yeah. Skating is about consistently being in that zone where the fear is just... Uh, is part of the mix, but it just sort of subsided. It's like, yeah. I'm going to fall all over the place on this, probably. I'm going to hurt myself. It's just, 
I've gotten to a point where it doesn't matter that I'm going to hurt myself on this a little bit. You're going to go hang out with the lions for a while. Yeah, exactly. And they might chase you, and you're going to run really fucking fast. But your blood will be pumping. But it's like, if you didn't go in there, then... You didn't go in. You didn't get chased. You just, like, watched. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, you don't, I don't it's find fun to, it. It's taking chances as far as skating. Taking chances is, is what makes life good, let alone, yeah, yeah. let alone skating. And I think skating is this, speaking of juggling being this metaphor, sorry, this, um, juggling be, being like this immediate entrance into sort of meditation. It's like skating is this very, very, um, potent mix of like, of the height that you can get in life when you feel like really good about things and like i feel like it's, it's it's that powerful because it's not easy to obtain it through rollerblading because there is the risks there's it's more demanding physically like i say juggling is like a fast food kind of like easy short-lived thing of that because there's no risk right other than i'm going to drop the balls who cares but it's just instant and easy and oh yeah i don't need to stretch i don't need to like prepare myself like for skating you have to have a good breakfast like yeah. you have to stretch it takes a while like you have to take risks you have to do things like with a lot of focus and it's like more earned to get into that meditative zone while skating yeah. and it doesn't happen every time like it's very yeah. difficult so i think that's why it can be so good is because it's not just like oh yeah grab my skates and I'm going to just like, like tap into that. Like, no, you need to work for it. Yeah. It's a really good point. It reminds me, I think of the stuff that I end up really wanting to do. And so more often than not, it has something to do with like an element of endorphins coming with it. And whenever I hear people say that, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Endorphins. We're all so extreme. Aren't they? they feel good, but it's, it's a totally adrenaline Adrenaline's good shit yeah adrenaline and and just the release of like of uh risk reward risk reward risk reward yeah. and then from that if you get to a place where you're balancing where you feel like there isn't a risk in some of this stuff or the risk is is nothing and then you find like there's a real like uh real amazing feeling that accompanies that once you've done something risky to go do something sort of a little bit more minimal or whatever. It doesn't, it makes the thing that was probably a little bit risky before seem not as risky, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I went and did the harder things and out of the smaller things more approachable. It's like power-ups. Yeah. Like you gain energy from the last thing you did. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it's totally like gambling, gambling your chips. I do find that there's a lot of times though now what does stand in my way with skating is that I go out to skate and I notice that I'm just like I'm just older now. Like that that's I guess uh, I think it doesn't I think you probably can relate with that too because we've both been hurt um, enough at points but I think like you're in far better shape than me right now but when I go out right now I feel like like, I, I skate the whole day. I usually skate longer than other people at the park, or I'm at it for longer, but I'm so achy when yeah, it's like, it's when it so ends, um, I'm even achy sort of when it starts. It doesn't feel that right to be, j like, jumping on the ground and landing anymore. 
when I was a little younger, when that was just natural. It was like, yeah. I can, you know, jumping a giant set of stairs was nothing on my body. And now I guess what, I don't know the breakdown of what's happened, like, in my body. But now I, maybe there's just, like, a lot of, like, bone chips and fragments and muscles that are a little fucked. And my hips, like, every time I take a shower, I look in the mirror and I have just huge dents in my hips. And they're like, I have this big black bruise going down my ass right now onto my Your leg. arms are all, all bruised up. Yeah, I got, because I slammed these into the coping and sl- grinded them into the coping by mistake. That's sweet. Uh, yeah, it's rare that you get like a bruise on your bicep. But yeah. So I noticed that more and it, sometimes I find that discouraging or hard on me. Because I'll go skating or be at the park with everyone and I start feeling like, Am I just like, is everyone, is anyone else feeling like, like this right now? So I feel like I'm having a push past the fact that I'm sort of sore and achy to be able to do some of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have that feeling. I think um, it'll slowly get better as the season goes on. It's still early. It is, yeah. Like, I, I felt it was super bad when I first started skating again. I hadn't skated for like six months, but... It's getting better and better. I'm still getting used to it, but like even if you go to the gym or whatever, all those muscles that you're using when you're skating, totally. it's impossible to use them doing anything else. No, I noticed it's that. Impossible. I was going to the gym like every day at a point, and I have I've been lazy as fuck recently, but I'm busy. Uh, but I noticed I was going to the gym all the time. I was in good shape, but still my cardio was shit or something. Where I'd go and I was like. Just really not, uh, it just wasn't the same. Like you said, I'd go out and skate and be like, "Whoa, I'm not like that much stronger on my jumping or anything right now." And my arms—it's not like my arms can grab things and hold on to them a lot better when I fall. Yeah, it's all just—it's all those years of like learning how to do things. It's just you're—you know how you catch yourself, you know how you fuck something up, you know how when you hit something it feels good and you're not gonna fall like. It's just training, basically. Yeah. You know? And then the way you've, you've trained to your body to move, you just stop doing that for a long period of time. And all those little muscles you don't even know, realize you were using to execute all those like instinctual movements, your, your mind can manipulate them so well, like yeah. almost more than it can actually do physically. Yeah. So it gets so fucking sore because your brain is like, way overpowering what your body is capable yes, of. That's so true. It like has to catch up. Do you ever notice that you're repeating a trick to try to hit it and you're not paying close enough attention to just how tired you are and like how like far away from it you truly are and it's like if I keep doing this I'm going to fall. I don't see you fall almost at all to be honest. Yeah, I don't fall a lot. Yeah. Um, but at all shit I, I just don't see you fall ever that's funny my palm is really bruised right now though and From every what? tiny little fall just like kills i fell super hard 180ing that table at poco actually it wasn't that bad of a fall but i did that on my elbow shit i got my elbow really hard and i slammed my palm like and Which i got table? a perma bruise like the bench the the picnic table okay the picnic table i thought you were referring to like tabletop yeah, um. I was launching like straight man air over it and just like ate it. It's hard to do. I bet. 
it'd feel like I'd be drenching myself in the air too. Because <laughs> I would be like curled up in the maximum style position. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Floating through the air like that is really like hard to control your body. Yeah, it's just it's like easier to bring and it standing into up and stuff like really yeah. high and keeping your legs together. It's harder to balance. Yeah. Maybe that's why when we stay in those tucked positions. I always think about that. When you're standing up, you can fall way worse than when you're like squatted. But yeah. a lot of the time, I won't squat down on my tricks enough because it just like it's not what I'm trying to, what not really what I'm going for or something, you know? Like where I'm trying to get something that doesn't really involve squatting, but it's like it's so much more safe doing something like that down a rail, being like really sat down on something than not, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. Hey, what skates do you think I should get next? Because um, I, I need rollerblades. I do need rollerblades. Yeah. I, I'm not that keen on anything. I, and I felt like that too. I don't know whether... I don't want to take like two MMA actually, but I don't necessarily want to take too much of an expensive risk on like carbons with like flat rocker setup. Like, that'd be rad, but at the same time, like, what if I just don't really like them? Yeah. You know? And then I'm thinking, well, I'll probably just get another pair of shadows, but part of that seems, like, kind of boring, too. Why don't you get yourself a pair of thrones? Mm, They're too heavy and... Not the same as your classic thrones that you used to Yeah, and the thrones really connect so much to, like, grinder blading. Right, you don't want to just grinder blade. I think shadows are your best bet. Yeah. Yeah. Any particular model you think are cool? Aren't I like they all the same? Aren't they just different lines? colors? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I was just wondering what your opinion was there. Yeah, it's all fashion. All fashion. I like just the all black. the same. All black or something. Or the farmers yeah. that have the black and the little red accents on them. I thought those are cool too. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah. I saw Michael Gnarly House at it yesterday. Did you see that? I did. And I thought... He's pretty good. He's really good. I didn't kind of know he was that good. He's Super better good. at street, the park skating than he is at street skating, I thought. He's pretty good at street. He's really good. I, He's like super uh, ninja. He's got a lot of control. I, I didn't know he had. Because sometimes I watch his tricks and I thought, I think like, well, it's that's definitely not out of the realm of possibility of like things that my friends do or anything. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, like, okay, well, he's sort of, like, he is with a group of people, and maybe those people are so good that they kind of outshine him a little, but I thought, I, I liked his edit so much because it did have a few things that I kind of didn't expect from him, like, he was doing a lot of little set slides before stuff, and, and, um, some grinds that I hadn't seen, and some variations on ideas of lines that I hadn't really thought of, and, like, his flow is so much better than... Shit, I always think about that. I think how... Do you notice how everyone can connect, like, three or four tricks now? And it's, like, nothing. Like, really hard tricks. Even yeah. in the, the Poco edit. Um, like, spinning, like, fakey three onto stuff. Yeah. Like, fakey, rolling fakey for a while. Outspin onto something. Yeah, coming... Zero alley-oop top sides. and. Yeah, whereas I, I have, like, one-shots one on things. Like, I don't... I, maybe two things. But it's, and the, if I ever get a third thing, it, I'm like falling on it by the end. Like, even if I hit it, I'm like, my body is exhausted on it. You know, like, no, 
no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Whereas I watch like these guys and they're like, yeah, they're totally just ruling stuff. They keep so much speed between their, like doing a grind and then like drop into something and they have enough speed to do like a launch over something. It's like, how? How are you doing that at all? I don't get it. It's like the ability to pump your like rollerblades anywhere. You know, like just being able to work your skates around with with as little uh, exertion as possible. It's crazy. It's an underestimated skill. Undervalued tired. skill. Yeah. You getting tired? Yeah. Yeah, you look tired. Should we wrap this shit up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah, that's been good. I don't even know how long. How long do you think we've been going for? An hour forty, hour and a half, maybe. I think an hour thirty-five. Hour forty. Shit, you win. Yeah. I was thinking an hour forty. I just wanted to be different, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got a couple days off. I have a couple days off. Awesome. I don't even. I guess I have to. Now, like when I live by myself, I notice that I have to look around my life a little bit and there's so much I mean this is just part of being an adult but there's so much connected now to living by yourself that is like like buzz kills on days off and on your free time yeah like, like time I, day off I have to get to do laundry yeah like I have to do laundry I have to like you know clean this clean that vacuum like my whole house is, is like kind of dirty right now it's not that it's not tidy it's like all dirty you know, it's like dusty and shit. Yeah. And I Neglected. Just, yes. Neglected space. Because I just want to sit there and like listen to music and sit on the computer or something, yeah. right? And watch some edits. You should get a maid. I was thinking that. I was like, I should hire a maid for like, like a one shot. Just like yeah. the tricks. Just get her in there. Yeah. Get her yeah. to do her job. Invest like, how much do you pay a maid, do you think? I think like 50, 60. Yeah, 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. It's funny though, like if I actually look at it, there's nothing to do at that house. That's all that big of a deal. But they'd find dirt and they'd clean it. They would find dirt and clean it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know you're old when you're getting excited over like like getting a made. maid coming in or like a new washing machine or or like I remember um, two years back I was excited when my we were I was with my friend at Target and he was like you gotta get this like this bathroom cleaning wand it was like one of those Mr. Clean things and it had like different app things you could put on the end of it <laughs> like and I thought tool. like this is awesome <laughs> like it'll be so much easier to clean the bathroom yeah and I was like whoa so excited I am old I'm getting <laughs> old holy shit that's not right <laughs> I love tools. Tools that make tasks easier. Yeah, well, that's way more, like, that's way more rugged than my stuff. I was like, I like better flower baskets. <laughs> Nicer flower baskets. Nicer yours, baskets. You're like, I, w I want a hammer. Like a <laughs> nice hammer and then, like, maybe a bigger hammer to get the job done quicker. Got a crowbar. Who so was it that's getting a hammer? Great things. Miguel, is it? Was he buying a hammer? He's buying a hammer tattoo to bring it full circle really maybe it's miguel or someone else 
That's the other thing. Tattoos are pretty expensive, eh? Yeah. Fuck. And it's, you're placing a lot of faith in someone to not fuck up a drawing. Seems like the ultimate, like, waste of money. Yeah. Because you're not getting anything. I agree. You're just getting this psychological, like, embitterment or whatever. And especially the way it's you not were thinking about anything. It. Like, when you buy a shirt, I mean, you have to wear fucking clothes in society. Like, yeah. It's, it's necessity. Even though you're being vain and you're getting something that looks good, you do need a shirt. But a tattoo, you do not need the tattoo. There is no... But I guess it's the same shit with jewelry. Yeah. Which I also don't like. Would yeah. you say that the perfume? You, you, I don't wear that. Or deodorant. I do wear that. Would you say that... You're pathetic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Would you say then that like you're um, that you feel fulfilled from from things that are necessities? Like if you have to buy something, or like if it, if you don't need it, do you feel bad about that that you bought it? If I buy something and then I don't need it, that you don't need it. It's just something you wanted. can't answer that right now. What? I'm confused. What did you ask me? <laughs> I said, if you, are, do you feel bad if you buy something that you didn't need, you just want it? Do I feel bad? I don't buy, also, I, but I wouldn't buy something if it, I didn't feel like it was like needed in some way. I guess you create the need in your, in your head. I mean, how much of the things that you buy do you really need? Yeah, I guess like you really need. You don't really need that shirt you have. or something, I'm saying. You know something that you're not, it's um, not a necessity. You feel bad when you buy that? No, well, you feel it's funny. Guilty? Even thi- no, no, I don't. Even things like that, like, I don't feel guilty. Like, I guess drinking is the same thing. Like, I won't feel guilty for buying some booze or, like, you know, buying so other stuff. Necessity, but, but, I, but to me, there's, like, a benefit from, from it. And that might sound, like, ignorant to some people, but I think there's a benefit no, in alleviation. Like there's a benefit to experiencing different kinds of states and like, mm-hmm. and and having a few drinks with friends. I see benefit in doing that. Me too. And so I don't look at it as a total waste, but like I, I can't see any kind of like benefit from the tattoo other than a psychological like empowerment, like image thing, like feeling like, ooh, I enhanced my my body. But I didn't enhance my body. It's not like I can lift more with my arm. I just got this like piece of ink on it. it says a lot about you. That whole comment. What comment? The, the one you just made there does it says a lot about you. And it also is funny that you said that it's not, uh, in, it's not like improving you or you're not getting anything from it. But our whole like a lot of our points and especially your points have been about getting, like feeling. Um, recognition and like sort of from within rather than seeking out other people saying the shirt's nice or whatever right isn't that weird how those little themes just naturally pop and then but then here you are with this tattoo that you get entirely for yourself and it serves no meaning because it's just for yourself it's kind of contradictory to what we've been talking about but is it just for yourself well you were saying that you said it's not, you're like, oh, it's a body modified, you know, to improve your your body or whatever, but you're, 
it's not real. It's just it's to lift anything more. It's just something that you just put on yourself. Well, I don't know. I mean, it is you got it for a reason, and it's your reason. So why isn't there any power in that? I guess I don't have a reason. Yeah, so don't get a fucking so tattoo. That's done. Done and done. Hey, there's also something to be said. I guess, hey, if people have their fucking reasons for getting a tattoo, but hey, go change your life. Don't get a fucking piece of art on your body. Like, if you want to be powerful or you want to make some decisions in your life, don't go fucking getting take initiative tattooed on your chest. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Be free. Yeah, be free on your chest, but you're going to go back to work at 8 in the morning, tomorrow morning. Be true to yourself. Yeah. That, you know what you should get. It's like, don't get the you. tattoo. Fucking do it. Get those designs. That, any of your designs you've done, you should get that yeah. tattooed on you. That would be cool. Because the designs yeah. are aesthetically nice, and they're also... They're also... Something that came something out of my brain. Created. Yeah. So it's a... It's a it's relevant because it's it's from you and it's uh, it's something you've created. Yeah, but did I create that? Maybe you stole it from other people. Everything's borrowed from somewhere else. Exactly. I looked around at the world and then just like drew what was in my brain. I didn't put all the shit in my brain there. It's also hard to truly open up to someone. There's value in being able to open Are up. Are you ready to talk about that now? <laughs> uh, I had something to say, but as soon as I said the line, um, there's something to be said about people being able to open up to you yeah. or something, yeah. I just felt so gay about what I was I saying. Know. And like, I so, knew, I like, saw it in you. I was like, oh, I, just, I can't go on, I'm sorry, I feel too shitty about myself. Yeah. <laughs> you felt like this is just, this is too close to being really, like, it wasn't like just too sensitive or something? Um. Like, it was really good. I kept, I kept thinking, like, um, I want to, I want to make Brian laugh, or I want to, like, say something funny. <laughs> and then, so, so, it was like I was kind of distracted about what we were actually talking about. It was, it was sort of like I wasn't accepting what was happening 100%. I was kind of wishing it was a little bit different. Um... That's it? That, yeah, that's it. Okay. But last <laughs> What? Go for it. But I was just gonna close, but if you have something else to say. No, we could I wasn't even gonna I could say it after the podcast. It, no, say it. I was gonna it sounds crazy, but do you ever No one ever notices this, but do you ever think when you're doing something that you like that you're doing it in that very moment or some that thing's happening and you feel like you're watching yourself do it do it a little bit like for instance you're you notice that you felt really embarrassed about something or about something you've said and you're you're already thinking back on it as you're finishing up the last like word or the last like it just happened right there like, it, you're finishing up laughing about something, and you're like, I shouldn't be laughing at this. And you're thinking, like, you, you're looking back on it. Like, or, for instance, today, I was training this guy, okay, um, at, the, at my gig at the Apple store. And, yeah. and I was looking at this guy, and I realized I'm very tired right now, and I must look tired. 
and I started thinking about how this sounds so stonerish, I guess, but I started thinking about how, um, how it would be really bad to look tired in front of customers. <laughs> and, and, and like that was something beyond where I was right now. Like one day, if I looked bad in front of a customer because I was really tired and sleepy in a session, that wouldn't be good. And I, and it was this the fucking most peculiar feeling because I was like, it's happening right now. And I looked at him and I almost got dizzy for a second. Because I was just like, I felt so in the moment with like, but also like I had transcended it. So I guess my question was to you, do you ever like truly notice what you're doing? Like you're like, you're drinking a coffee or something. You look down and you're like, and you're already thinking about how you did that while it's happening. Or are you just on autopilot all the time? Maybe I'm describing no, no. being overly thinking. I'm sort of confused as to what exactly you're asking me. Are you asking me if I like feel very much in the moment, like really connected to what I'm doing? Yeah, maybe I'm saying that actually. Maybe I'm just I'm not phrasing it very well because it's hard to describe and I'm yeah. doing a bullshit with, uh, explanation on it. But um, yeah, I guess I'm saying that. Like, do you find it hard to be like right in the moment? Do you feel like the things you say and stuff are like typical Todd stuff that are, are kind of autopilot comments or or stuff that you know it was it was going to inevitably happen anyways. Or do you notice yourself like truly noticing that you're alive and that you have the ability to change any moment? I drift back and forth. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. I do drift back and forth. It's a, I will, it's a really good feeling to just be so into what is going on. It's all that you're... Like I do lack focus in a lot of shit that I do. Mm -hmm. Like totally. as I lose my fucking train of thought. Yeah, you're ruined right now. But, I, sometimes it flows, sometimes it doesn't. And with that being said, <laughs> let's end this podcast. Word up.